we are here living the authentic life and we are officially starting to do our podcast from our location in Houston, Texas. And we feel like this is our home and where so many people see us on Instagram and on YouTube and different places. And we wanted our podcast to be in our home because we bring people who have significant um, contributions to our community who are real Texas tastemakers. And today we have two women, one of my favorite people in the world, Amy Pierce, who you see here. Oh, she's going to be a co-host. I think you've been on more podcasts than Rob has <laughs> <No>. been on. <laughs> Shout out to Rob in the back office. And Jane, um, pronounce your last name for me. Borakoff. Borakoff. I love it. So my grandmother was Jane. Martha Jane, and I just love that name. I think, was it a family name for you, too? It wasn't. Um, I was supposed to be named Jennifer, and I have cousins on both sides. So my mom's uh, brother had a daughter named Jennifer, and then my dad's sister had a daughter named Jennifer, both in the same year I was born. So my parents had to regroup, right? and they came <laughs> up with Jane. Well, I think that's so good because oftentimes I'm in a group, and there's like four Jennifers. Right. So you yes. are very, you stand out in the crowd. Yes, yes. And when yes. I read your resume, you absolutely stand out in a crowd. You are so accomplished and have done so many interesting things. I actually am a journalism major, so I love that you're on the board of directors for the Texas Tribune. Mm -hmm. And then you've done so much with music in your life. You have a radio show with music. And then tell us about this organization. I couldn't believe I'd never heard of it. Texas. Lyceum. Lyceum. The Lyceum. Lyceum. So the Texas Lyceum is a statewide organization. It is nonpartisan, it is nonprofit, and it's about developing young leaders around public policy. Yes, yes. It's the such next a generation great, of leaders. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I even my daughter in her class this year seemed to get really involved in eighth politics. Grade, middle school, middle eighth school. Grade, middle this school. is the next generation. And then they would say, well, maybe we shouldn't have an opinion. And I'm like, no, you should have an opinion, but it should be based upon facts. And you should research your opinion. And you should be careful with the way that you say things so other people aren't offended. Because we had some heated conversations. But I feel that's so important for the community to be able to have these gathering moments. I agree, and I find that the Texas Lyceum is one of those unique places where people come together from different backgrounds with different ideologies and can have a civil discourse around the issues of the day. And I think so often we get in our own, you know, communities where um, we're surrounded by people who think like us, you know, in our places of worship or in our neighborhoods or our communities, and that's just a natural you know, thing that happens. And mm -hmm. so the Lyceum sort of gets people outside of your own group and um, and and you have conversation, but it's very civil, um, it's very um, enlightening, informative, and uh, we talk about every issue. You know, there might be a conference on water, there might be a conference on energy. Um, I was very happy to chair a conference around special needs because that's an issue I'm so passionate about. And I think all of us here yes. share that passion and really bring that issue to the forefront for people in Texas to learn more about that issue as well. It's the only way to broaden your awareness. And so many times we do get in our lane and we realize we can't be an expert in everything. We really have to, um, you know, open our windows, open the doors and bring new people in. So that's me. Yes. Oh, it's okay. We're all living life in the midst of COVID and that's a journey. So this is the way that I actually met Amy Pierce is through no autism. And I'm kind of 
um, hiding the title of today's podcast and the main theme, but we're here to talk about autism, and it is Autism Awareness Month, and we, um, I was not exposed to autism at a young age, but I do have a cousin who is, um, we, he's my, 58, and he's on, he's, we called it mentally retarded. At the and, time. And that, at the time, that's what, it wasn't special needs, but it was always something that he was there, we were an Italian family, we're super close, so that was my first exposure to someone having disabilities, and his was pretty extreme. Um, but then our office manager here, Alma, for Rob's office manager for 25 years, even before we were together, her daughter is autistic. So I decided for my 50th birthday that I would raise money for autism. And then um, in honor of her who was retiring, and then Tammy Wynn asked me to co-chair, and that's how I met Amy, one of my closest friends. We say that we're sisters from another mother. Right. So it's, um, it's interesting how things aren't in your lane, like you're saying, but there's exposure to it and then you you realize how prevalent it is and how many people do have someone in their family that's affected and what we can do but what you've done is such a big um, part by filling that gap of how to get them engaged with the community after they come out of school and I think that's we talk about sex trafficking and there's that gap of these women after they're saved where do they go what do, what do we do how do we bring them into the community and that is the biggest, that's even an issue with incarceration. How do people come out of that? But we're talking about autism. Tell us what you set up and how you did that. Sure, well my story is very similar to yours in that I didn't grow up around anyone with special needs or autism. Um, I didn't go to school to, to learn about that. And what happened in my case was I fell in love with my husband. And when I met him uh, 21 years ago now, uh, he was a single dad with three kids and uh, three beautiful children, and two are twins, a boy and a girl, and the oldest is Bradley, who has intellectual challenges. He doesn't have autism. Um, he was born completely typical, but when mm -hmm. he was three years old, he started having seizures and suffered brain damage and was in Texas Children's Hospital for years until they could get his seizures under control, but now he will pretty much forever live his life kind of like a six years old. So he's 35 years old today. Uh, when I met him, he was 14. So in that journey uh, in my life uh, with my family, I've learned a lot about mm -hmm. adults with intellectual challenges because I don't have a child, I have an adult, right? And yes. I'll have him hopefully for the rest of my life. And so um, I became very passionate about how can we, you know, together as families, as a community, create more opportunities once they do become adults, right? So there's um, a lot of programs for younger children, for um, people in the schools and outside of the schools, whether it's Special Olympics or, you know, a number of other programs, but then they become adults and they want to be part of the community and many of them want to work. And so many times those doors are closed. And so uh, my husband and I started a nonprofit organization in 2002. He helped, mm -hmm. you know, fill out all the paperwork and we really didn't know what it would be or what it would do. And in 2005, we were able to get some funding to start a new program. And so February 1 of 2006, we opened the doors of what we call the HEART program because we mm -hmm. started it from our hearts. And now- but Tell um, them what HEART stands for. Come on, yes, come on. I will. Okay, okay. Uh, but we're celebrating <laughs> our 15th year this year. Uh, February 1st was our 15th anniversary for That's the That's incredible. Program. Yeah. And it stands for Housing Entrepreneurship and Readiness Training. So H-E-A-R-T. 
And um, right now we're focused on the training and the entrepreneurship part, but we know that housing is such a big need. Yeah. You know, where are these folks gonna live? Where's Bradley gonna live when I'm no longer here? And, um, and so this is something, these are the important issues that we work on um, every day at the HEART program is finding employment, finding training opportunities, education, entrepreneurship, and housing. And I'm so excited that Amy has been such a strong partner, not only with the HEART program, but really with the broader community for people with autism and special needs. And now as chair of the board of No Autism, No Autism and HEART are working Get together, together. Yeah. on an exciting new project. Um, and I'll let her talk yeah. about it, but before she does, I just wanna say very briefly that involves art. And I think art is something that connects all of us, our love it of art is. and music and all of those ways to creatively express our ideas. And for people with special needs, that's so important, right? Because they need every communication tool that they can get mm -hmm. to express themselves. And so my son Bradley um, is participating in this project. Yes. And he's been working on it and yeah. I've been texting her pictures. Yes, it's so beautiful. <laughs> so we're very excited to be part of it. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Such a big part of living the authentic life is having purpose. Mm -hmm. And I think that if these, by having a job, it gives them such a purpose. By having um, an outlet for their creativity and having people um, look at that and support that is such a matter of connection too, which is, tell us about this mm -hmm. event. How would people get involved? Yes, how can and I do want to also finish up about all the opportunities that HEART is creating, but uh, I actually came to know about No Autism. I was chairman of the board for Theater Under the Stars, mm -hmm. and Tuts has a program called The River, and The River is open to uh, children of all abilities, and again, <clears throat> it involves art. We have the visual arts, but we also have musical theater, singing and dancing, all forms of movement. And I think, as you know, for Bradley, it is often easier for a child to sing than it is to speak. So they can sing, I love you. They can sing, um, hello, my name is, and then it is easier for them to say it. And we've had many children speak, or sing for the first time than wow. to speak. It is just absolute magic. I, and wow. so, but many of our river children, actually at Theater of the Stars, are now participating in our main stage shows on the stage and it's such a, a glorious opportunity for them but I'll tell you I think it's even uh, a, a better opportunity for our um, actors and our students at our professional school to be able to partner with um, our students at the river. I think it's more rewarding for them to, to just uh, be able to work with these students who have such incredible joy every day. It really is. So I had the opportunity to work and know about the river and know autism, which has been around for seven years. It was founded by Tammy and Wayne Wynn seven years ago. Their son, Reagan, is, uh, he is a child with autism. And they realized in their journey how incredibly difficult it was first to be diagnosed. Mm -hmm. And once you are diagnosed, then you are able to have access to all the speech therapy, all the therapy, social therapy, all the various therapies that a child needs. And Reagan, um, many, many children with autism, don't, they are nonverbal. Uh, you know, Reagan was not able to speak, and they did not think he would be able to speak. And um, I think many of us uh, have a misconception about uh, a child who has autism. You know, we, we see these brilliant moments where they're able to, you know, I'll say Rain Man, for example, when he's mm -hmm. able to memorize the phone book 
and they are incredibly gifted in one particular yes. uh, area. And and there and many children do have that gift, but that is not. Uh, the, the main uh, for ch children on the spectrum. That is incredibly rare. Most children on the spectrum um, are nonverbal, are not able to uh, mainstream in school. They do not have the social skills, and, um, and they really, um, it is difficult for parents. They're, uh, right now, one in 54 children are on the spectrum. And so all of us, like we were just wow. mentioning, probably know, somebody, yes. probably know somebody, probably know somebody, whether it's a niece, a nephew, a family member, or like you had mentioned, a friend that has a child on the mm -hmm. spectrum. And, um, and many families just don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. but, what, but what Tammy and Wayne wanted to do in founding No Autism is create funding so parents would have uh, funding available, whether it be financial aid for di diagnostic, for to have the diagnosis, or more importantly, to have the therapies, and then also scholarships for school. And by creating No Autism, we were able to help these families. And it's and it, many of our families are com do come from underserved areas, mm -hmm. but many of them it's middle class families because. For these therapies, you have to go 40 hours a week. So you have to have a parent who has to be able to get time off to take their child to therapy. And, and it's, it's very difficult. And, and therapy is incredibly expensive. Therapy is not covered by Medicaid or Medicare. It's yeah. not covered. So uh, with no autism, we are able to give the financial aid um, that many parents need. And diagnosis is incredibly important. The earlier you have your diagnosis, the more opportunities your child will have to flourish and, and see their true potential that they have. So um, I'll tell you, in the seven years that the organization's been around, we have given uh, $1.2 million in scholarship and financial aid. We're really proud about that. Wow. And Danae, the, the, Danae and I chaired mm -hmm. the gala, yes. gosh, a couple years ago. Yes. But I'm very proud our uh, administrative costs are very low. We have really just a part one part-time staff member, so mm -hmm. really what we raise we want to give it all, all to the families. And um, we, oh gosh, I need to put on a plug, sorry, as chair. We have our luncheon next Thursday. <laughs> yes. We put on one, one big event a year. Instead of our gala this year, we are doing a luncheon just out of respect for the, the, the atmosphere that we're in with COVID and mm -hmm. everything. So we have a luncheon um, next Thursday, April 8th at the Junior League at 11.30. But um, we're doing something really different this year. Uh, many of our families, um, actually just uh, having their child at home because they weren't able to go to school. It was very difficult. Many two-income mm -hmm. families had to become one because a parent needed to stay at home. Uh, so they needed some uh, distraction. So we turned to art. We turned to art kind of as an idea uh, stemming from our river, from the river program. So we sent out art kits to 40 of our families, just a blank canvas, paint, uh, you know, some colors and paintbrushes and said, just paint, just be creative and ha involve your siblings, involve the whole family. You would not believe what we received back. It was just, I keep on using the word joy and magic, but that's the only thing I can think to use. But it was absolutely amazing. We were overwhelmed. And our families were just incredibly thankful. Thank you for the distraction. I did not know my child had this inclination toward art. My son sat still for three hours. I have never seen him focus so much. And look what he did, and we got these pictures of these children so proud of their masterpieces. Yeah. So with this, we called it a pilot program, we have now launched the uh, first ever As I Am 
Art Festival. As I am, accept me, love, love me as I am. Yes? Am I right? Am I right? And this is what Bradley is doing. And so uh, it is going to be on Sunday. It's free to the public. As I Am Art Festival, Sunday, May 23rd. Please come from 11 to 3. It is going to be on the Fish Plaza, right in front of the Wortham Theater, where their ballet performs. And we, um, it's going to be a collaboration. We have so many fabulous partners. And again, this just shows the incredible resources that Houston provides to our family. From the time your child is diagnosed, we have uh, Texas Children's Hospital, the Meyer Center, who is one of the main um, facilities and resources for us to have your child diagnosed. Mm -hmm. they're, they're coming. And from there, we have um, all the way up to heart. Mm -hmm. When your child is 21 and graduates from high school or from a school, they, they can you become a member of heart. But some of our partners are, of course, the River, the Houston Ballet, uh, no Autism has a partnership with the River and also the Houston Ballet, and through these partnerships, they um, their outreach programs, they uh, partner with more than 37 schools in HISD and other districts. They have classes for movement, for art, to work with children in their life skills programs. I'm almost done talking. So sorry. No, I just get a little so passionate about this. I want this. you to stop. Okay, I'm so sorry. It's just so going. rich and so good. So uh, we have the river, the ballet. We have um, s several schools, including Westview, Monarch, Avondale. Um, um, I'll, I'll keep on going in a second. We have the Hub program, which works with... Is, it, is Bradley, has he ever been at the Hub? And I've been over there. So I Bradley, just, again, is too old. Okay. Oh, darn. Hub, okay. But they're but so, so, they're so amazing. And they will be selling some of the um, art pieces that their children provide. We also, um, No Autism has a partnership with Social Motion Skills. Yes. You can go get your drivers. You can get your go to driver's ed there. Again, they have incredible programming at Social Motion Skills. And they will be selling their jewelry that their uh, students uh, make. And um, so Avondale and uh, Monarch School is going to be entertaining us with their musical theater. So we have, we'll have entertainment throughout the day. Tiffany's is going to be one of our sponsors as well. They are coming and they will have cupcakes and lemonade and they're going to do a raffle for some of their pieces, art pieces. Even and necklaces, Tiffany's. Yes. So we'll have stilt walkers, food trucks, a magician. It's just going to be a fabulous day, but most importantly, the attraction will be, we were hoping, hoping, hoping that we might be able to have 75 um, masterpieces of art from all the students at these schools and our partners. We were hoping, we have over 250 children wow. who will have their art displayed. So come to see our As I Am art gallery with these masterpieces of the children displayed, but also all the organizations that I just named. We have 12 partners. They will have booths with information about their programs and their school. And again, open to the public. We want people to come, enjoy the day, and just see the incredible art and uh, just what our community is able to do and uh, their masterpieces. And is there a way for kids to get involved and volunteer to help? I think that would yes. be incredible. We, we like actually, if we could get Caitlin and Bella. Caitlin, you sure, sure. You know, we have um, the Rotary Club and uh -huh. UNICEF volunteers are helping us. Oh, good. Yes, but we could have. We would love to have students volunteer. Uh, we, I'm trying to think how we could do that. Um, sure, yes. I'll probably go to noautism.org. 
Paul, Paul David Venata is helping us okay, uh, organize well, we that. We can, we can work out those details, but we would love to have kids. We have, we'll have rocks being um, painted by children, and they will be actually uh, given to the Haven. The Haven is a facility for oh. our girls, our young girls that have been sex trafficked. So children can paint rocks with Marion, and th those rocks would be put in a rock garden at the Haven for our young girls ages 11 to 18 that have been our survivors of sex trafficking. So we just have, it's going to be an incredible collaboration, um, and it's an incredible day. So we just have, we have something for everyone. But I will tell you, so for No Autism, um, it is important, uh, we have so many opportunities and support for our children. Many of the partners that I just mentioned offer care of every sort um, and resources for children as we go through and we offer scholarships for all the schools that I just mentioned and programs but something that I love about the HEART program is uh, as far as entrepreneurship I really want Jane to talk about what were the opportunities that are offered once your child um, graduates Will you please talk about some of these training and opportunities that that Hart is doing? Because I'm so proud, and this is why um, Rob and I support Hart. It's incredibly important, and for the parents to know where does my child go from here. And thank you guys so much for your support. It means so much to me, to mm -hmm. Hart, to Bradley, to everybody that's part of the program. So thank you for that. Um, so our programs have really evolved, right, over the last yes. 15 years, and. Uh, so we have a number of different ways that individuals with special needs can plug in and continue to learn after high school and continue to, uh, to, to learn a job and even to obtain a job and actually work and earn money. So we have a partnership, as you know, with Papa John's Pizza. And, um, and so we actually go in to the NRG Stadium. So when we have rodeo events or NFL yeah. games, um, our individuals with heart will actually put on a Papa John's shirt and a Papa John's hat and some khaki pants and some non-skid shoes. And we will go into that stadium with all the other employees and all of the other you know, security personnel and concession workers and just everybody who works in that stadium. It's you know, thousands of people um, behind the scenes working to put on these events. And we're right there with them. And we go in and we get our wristbands and we go into these yeah. Papa John's booths and we actually make all of the Papa John's pizza at every single event. But people don't even realize that if you've bought a Papa John's pizza at a football game, it was probably been made supporting, by yes. Heart. Yeah, it's made by heart. It's made it's by beautiful. heart. And it was really a journey for us because when I first was talking to them about, you know, this opportunity, um, my husband has been in the restaurant business since he was like 11 years old. Oh, he goodness, got yeah. a job as a dishwasher and lied about his age in California <laughs> and then kind of worked his way up to being able to like cut the food, you know, and chop the food and then up into the kitchen and everything. And over his career, he's owned lots of different restaurants. And so, um, you know, I've seen Bradley kind of grow up in that business. And so mm -hmm. I've seen the potential, right. you know, for individuals to be able to do this type of work. But I will say at the beginning, I don't know that Papa John saw the same potential that mm -hmm. I did. And so they were telling me, okay, Jane, you know, don't let them near the oven. You know, right, the liability. Right. Well, and, and, and it was just more of wanting everyone to be safe. You exactly. know, not wanting people to get burned and right. not wanting people to get hurt with the machinery right. and everything. And so they were like, okay, you know, as long as you do it and they're there, that's, you know, that's fine. And maybe they can help with the pepperoni. Well, 15 years later, 
they do everything, everything. And when the Super Bowl yeah. was in Houston a few years ago, oh, yeah. uh, Papa John's actually called me and said, can we have more heart people? Yeah. Oh. And we were worried we were going to have less of an opportunity because right. you know everyone in all their stores is going to want to work at the Super Bowl. Of course. Right? Normally they have a hard time staffing those events, but we thought, well, for the Super Bowl. And they said, it doesn't matter if they want to. We want the heart folks. You guys oh. are always in uniform. You're always on time. You do a really great job. Every pizza comes out exactly right. And they're focused on their job. They're not going to be focused on the game. They're not going to be distracted mm -mm. by all of that. And um, the man, Keith Sullins, who owns all the Papa John's franchises here mm -hmm. in Houston, he told me that um, for them, the Super Bowl is a big marketing opportunity because oh, it's attended yes. by, you know, celebrities. And mm -hmm. Chrissy Teigen actually Instagrammed a picture of herself eating a Papa John's pizza, right? So if that pizza that she Instagrams isn't right, like if there's a pepperoni hanging off or something, <laughs> right. like that's going to be a huge embarrassment. And so they trusted their brand to the individuals at the Heart Program. That's who they wanted. That was their very first choice. And we were so proud of that. And that's just one example of a program we have. We also um, vending machines. have our vending machines. Yes. We operate now about 80 vending machines across the region. Uh, we do all the vending for Avondale House, which of course is a wonderful school for people with autism. That's where Alma's yeah. daughter, Michelle. Yes, it's an amazing place, for amazing a while. place. So it was, yeah. yes. So wonderful. Actually, it's still there. Okay. We also do all the vending for the Houston Food Bank. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're there volunteering and you decide you want a snack, you go to the vending machine, that's actually stocked by individuals in the HEART program, and that's wow. how they learn those skills. Um, and we have other you know, corporate customers as mm -hmm. well. And so every day we're loading up our vans and we're driving them to the routes and we supervise them while they work so that if there is you know, a seizure or you know, a breakdown or some kind of episode, we're, mm -hmm. we're there with them, but it's, it's their job. And as a nonprofit organization, we've set up a separate fund for the vending program mm -hmm. so that all the money that comes from those vending machines is going in their paychecks. You know, Isn't and that to replenish fabulous? the products That's and incredible. things like that. It's it's really great, um, and we're always looking for new opportunities. Uh, during the pandemic, mm -hmm. in particular, uh, we saw how isolated many people were, and yes. so for yeah. some people that had employment, they had to step away for their own safety um, from that employment opportunity, or yeah. they may have been laid off from their jobs. Um, but we have other individuals who were able to go out and work and get those opportunities because so many people were not able to work. So during the pandemic, we've had um, someone get a job at Starbucks. We've had someone get a job at FedEx. We've had someone get a job at an HEB. Wonderful. And um, the man who's working at HEB, he started with just, you know, five, ten hours a week, and now he's full-time. HEB is an incredible uh, community are, partner. Yes. HEB is a wonderful partner. They really are. And I've noticed yes. that there are definitely special needs um, helpers, employees at the HEB I shop at on Buffalo Speedway. And I just have to say, there's um, there's a purity. There's not a there's not as many complicated layers to their journey as we make our journeys. So it seems like they can see joy and magic and their task more clearly. And um, as much as I know I made the mistake one time of saying to someone, a mom of someone whose child was autistic, and I said, I'm so sorry. And she said, don't apologize to me. It's really been a beautiful journey. It's not 
something to apologize about. And I thought that was so, it changed my thinking. And I think we have to change the way we think about their journeys and we look at all of these things. Yes, please, please do, please do. I've yeah. learned so much that's so heartbreaking, right, in this journey. So one of the things, like you say, don't, don't apologize. Um, one of the things we all say without yeah, thinking when we know uh -huh. someone who's expecting a, a new child is we uh -huh. say, oh, you know, we're praying for a healthy child. Yes. That, when my husband hears that, he, it hurts him. Yeah. It hurts him because he thinks, well, my child isn't probably considered healthy and I love my child. Would someone right. pray for yes. me not to have my child, you know? And I think there are things that we say, not, not right. really thinking about um, what does that really mean mm -hmm. and, and how complex you know, and all the struggles that everybody faces and the fact that we can we can love our children. I, I love um, the saying that, you know, God doesn't make mistakes and everybody's here Agreed. for a purpose mm -hmm. and everybody has value. So how yes, would organizations, I think it's incredible that these different organizations are reaching out and hiring. How would they get in touch with HEART? Oh, well, we have a website. It's mm -hmm. uh, heartprogram.org, which is just H-E-A-R-T program.org. Mm -hmm. Um, or they could call me or email me. We have a Facebook, we have Instagram, we have uh, all that good stuff. And, um, but you know, what I would say is they can work through heart, mm -hmm. but if a company um, is interested in hiring someone uh, who may have intellectual challenges, I would say just do it. You know, just interview those folks, just give them a chance because you may find that you have an employee who will be the most loyal employee, the most dedicated, the most proud of that job. I just think it's worth it. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, uh, do you? How are you raising your funds? Are you um, reaching out to the community? Are you hosting events? Are you collaborating? How do you get your funding? Thank you so much for asking that. Um, one of the things I haven't mentioned is that at the Heart Program, everything is offered at no charge to all the families and all of the clients. Last year, we worked with over 200 individuals with IDD, and of course, we didn't charge any fees to any of them. We primarily do focus our programs on individuals who are lower income mm -hmm. um, because of the fact that we know that they wouldn't be able to access some of the programs mm -hmm. that are so expensive and they can access the heart program since you know we don't charge for our services but that means we have to raise a lot of money to cover the cost of our teacher salaries, yes. um, the facility, right? Um, the vans to drive them to the vending machines or the yeah. events and, and all of those costs that we do have. And so we have But you do run a very tight ship. It's a very extreme tight yes. Ship. She's very effective and efficient and amazing. Okay, sorry, I just want to make make that I'm plug for you. Because when we're, we first started I would bring paper towels from home. You yeah, know, right. it's like we're not buying paper towels. No, yeah, like everybody course. take a day. Everybody on the staff take a day. You're so amazing. Bring a roll. Yes, know, yes. We'll oh you're so yeah. We do. We we rely on individuals and mm -hmm. people you know, individuals, companies, philanthropies, anyone who cares deeply about this issue that can give generously to help support the work that we do um, can make a donation on our website at heartprogram.org. Um, but we also have a number of events throughout the year. So okay. usually we have an annual luncheon, mm -hmm. we have a happy hour, um, a silent auction, and we usually have a golf tournament as well. You know, last year because of the mm -hmm. pandemic, all of that was really put on hold. And so it's been challenging, uh, not just for our organization, but I think for, 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 for everybody, for yeah. everyone. And so it's we know we're not difficult. in this alone, mm -hmm. um, but we're hoping, you know, that things will get back to normal 
and that we'll be able to continue to reach people with our message. And tell us about legislation. Are there things that you're working with because you have been so active in Austin with so many different outreach? Are there things that you're doing with legislation and also are you seeing a difference because of your connection to the media, the way that the media is showing the journey and expressing it to people as well? Mm -hmm. So these are things that the HEART program is not involved with, right? We're not like uh -huh. an advocacy organization, but personally, mm -hmm. you know, as a mom, yes. <laughs> as someone who sees these yeah. issues, I do get very passionate, right, mm -hmm. about speaking out about some of these things. And one of the things that I've been looking a lot at is this idea at the HEART program for the last 15 years, we've mm -hmm. always ensured that people with intellectual challenges, when they're employed, should get at least the federal minimum wage mm -hmm. or whatever the prevailing wage is for that job. We mm -hmm. have always done that. Mm -hmm. Even when yeah. we pay the individuals with the vending machines, they always earn at least the federal minimum wage. I was shocked. I mean, I was shocked to find out that that's not the law. Wow. That it is legal in this country for individuals with disabilities to be paid below the federal minimum wage. That is 100% completely legal. Which psychologically also undermines Mine's their, their, their worth, their, their self-worth. Mm -hmm. So many things. And so this mm -hmm. has been recently covered more in the media mm -hmm. um, and okay. highlighted more in mm -hmm. legislation, but it is still the law. And wow. there are a number of believe it or not, nonprofit organizations and companies that are still taking advantage of what I consider to be very outdated law, um, but it's legal. And so there are many people that are still doing that. You know, I, I might um, butt in here if that's all right. And No Autism as well does not participate, but um, at our luncheon, Again, next week, April 8th, <laughs> we, are, we have the, uh, the very first uh, Itsipi and Ajay Karana um, mm -hmm. Houston Heroes. And we are honoring Dr. Uh, Renee Rodriguez de Sousa uh, from Texas Children's, the Meyer Center. We are honoring Alan Helfman as our community uh, leader. Okay. He does so much for the community, yes. including, um, uh, you know, for those with disabilities. But we are also honoring Alex Bregman, our Astro. He has started, uh, his godson is a child with autism, and so he has his foundation, Bregman Cares uh -huh. uh, Charity, um, one of their pillars is helping children with autism. And he has actually gone to Austin to the state legislature, and they passed a bill in 2019 to, uh, are requesting that Medicaid cover therapy, which is what we were just talking yes. about, and it passed. However, the funding mechanism to fund that new law was not executed. So Alex actually went on from spring training in Florida. They allowed him to testify virtually the importance of putting the funding mechanism into the budget to fund this very important and essential thing to, for Medicaid to cover therapy for this, these children. So we are so thankful to Alex. And he is <laughs> our, our community, our community hero. He and his, his, his wife, Reagan, so we are, but that's something that's happening at the state level that's so incredibly important. So our heroes, our true heroes who aren't afraid to advocate for these important issues. And you have such There's a strong background with legislation and your history of growing up and spending time well, in D.C. And you, I've learned that this is such a big part of every charity's journey. And I didn't really understand that as a young person in the community trying to make a difference, 
but when you really get deep into every charity there's it's about how the laws change the perception in the community and how you move through the community so it does make a big, big difference. difference well and your voice you know people think oh my vote doesn't matter how many races were decided by just such few votes this last election and your voice does matter it does. when you speak out for your child or for something you feel very passionate or about even calling your just calling it makes such a huge difference your we voice saw that matters. with yeah. Houston 20 that we yeah. made such an impact with reaching out so it does so, make a difference. thank you for advocating for what you believe in and what you're passionate about thank you for this chance to talk about this and um, and for for what we believe in and what we're what we care about and for being so authentic and allowing us to talk about this today. Thank you. And we're wrapping up now. So do you have any parting words that you'd like to share on authenticity and your journey and what you might offer to people who want to make a difference? You go first. Sure. Um, <laughs> Well, again, thank you for this opportunity to kind of share my story and the journey of the HEART program and to partner with No Autism mm -hmm. on this amazing art festival. I think for me, it's been, um, you know, so many people that I meet will say something to me like, oh, isn't it, you know, wonderful what you're kind of doing with your career and things like that. And I guess if I'm really being authentic, I get so much more out of what I do than then I feel like I, I'm able to give back. Uh -huh. You know, being around Bradley has truly changed me. I think about the person that I was before I met him and the things that I thought were important or um, that I would spend money on or, or just any number of things and the person that I am now. And I realized that, you know, like you were saying earlier about the joy that they see uh -huh. in life and just getting to see that through his eyes every day. You know, getting to see the joy when he picks up a blank canvas and gets to create something from nothing. You know, and I would sit there if I were given this blank canvas and I'd probably have all kinds of anxiety and jitters and fear and fear over what judgment, judgment would, would come, come that you'd put out and they and live he, without that boundary. Exactly. Just approaches so it as beautiful. I'm gonna create something and hopefully people will like it and if not I like it. And he exactly. drew Britney Spears. Exactly. <laughs> She's on the beach with them and he just wants to know if I'm going to call her and, and tell her about it. And I'm thinking, oh, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> but also, I think with our other two children, you know, when they were all growing up together, it was, it was something that was important to us to always say, you know, we've all been given gifts mm -hmm. and different abilities. And we need to use the gifts that we have been given to our fullest potential. Mm -hmm. Because when we see how hard Bradley struggles, right? And there's so many things he probably wishes that he could do mm -hmm. that he will not have the opportunity to drive a car or possibly get married or have mm -hmm. a family or all of those things that I think we take for granted sometimes. Mm -hmm. That I feel for myself that I can't squander a day, a gift, an opportunity, right? Because I've been given those things, I don't know why, mm -hmm. right? But I feel that I have to use that to my fullest, you know? That's, if I'm being very authentic, I think that's what and I would say. And that's such a gift, if people could oh, get to that place. <laughs> oh, thank you. Jane, mm. it's so true. I think during thank COVID, you. we've all thank slowed you. so much. And we just think about what's most important 
because for so long we were just out reacting to everything. Mm -hmm. And finally yeah. we got to slow to be at this place. When Amy called me mm -hmm. this morning, she goes, how are you? And I go, I'm choosing joy. And <laughs> joy today. Yeah. And so it's a, yeah, kind of yeah. my new mantra. And we've, we've said it with our group in a Bible study is that you have to, it's the perspective. It's the way that you look at it. It's mm -hmm. to, if you see it as an opportunity or as a roadblock, it's, mm -hmm. And, or if you have the faith to believe that there's a bigger plan for that. Yeah. And you show us so much of that faith. Amy, do you have? Well, I was, I'll, you got me. No, and you know what I actually was going to say is so much of what I've had the opportunity to do with friends and been blessed. My life has just been grown and augmented. But this, the, the pandemic has showed me to get smaller, yes. to get smaller with family and with friends and just to get smaller and to focus on what my, my, our, my purpose. And I will tell you, to make a difference, it's all about collaboration. It and is. there's no differences. And everything that No Autism does, our theme has now become as I am. Mm -hmm. As I am, accept me as I am, love me as I am, inclusion. And the way that we have done that is through collaborating. And it's, it's not about leadership or me. It is about our board working together mm -hmm. to create and to pro make progress and, and build and build. And you know, I'm thinking the anti-sex trafficking, all, all, all the things that uh, mean, I'll say to me, but it's not about me. It is about uh, building it together and mm -hmm. with people. Um, and it's not even like-minded people, what you were saying. Mm -hmm. Because everyone has to bring something, their own gifts and resources, and it's not money. It, it's you know heart, humility, humor, <laughs> and that's what it takes to move forward for any purpose. And that is um, that's what makes the journey even worth moving moving on. So, uh, but it's interesting. The smaller it's gotten with our family and uh, focus, it's given us strength to uh, move forward. And it's gosh. It's just been really good. It's been really good. Amen to that. Yeah. Mm. Well, thank mm. you so much for being here, ladies. Well, thank you for today. Today, yes. April Fool's, today. Hello, April Fool's. I'm going to awesome. save all my awesome. April Fool's jokes for Rob. He better get ready. <laughs> he deserves them. <laughs> okay, thanks so much, guys. Happy Holy Week, Happy Easter Week, and um, please try to share your thoughts with autism with other friends and help the community come together. because. Every person can make a difference and know that what you do does make a difference. Thank you.